The craziest one I've seen is... So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams, and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? To get the answers, we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. Listen, we believe every agent should make a minimum of $100,000 per year, and we're on a mission to make this happen. We've already helped over 100 agents achieve this with our coaching. So if you want to fast-track your business growth, get to your first $100,000 in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us, hit that subscribe button, and if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Lead Agent Secrets. This kind of rolls us nicely into your topic number two, which is investing in real estate. And when I say, well, we're going to have you unpack it. But when I saw this topic, you say investing in real estate. You're also investing in your real estate business because you're investing in your clients by having the $50,000 to kind of you know start out with. So take us a little bit through what you mean with topic number two when it comes to investing in real estate and how you do it. Well, I actually don't do it. I own a couple properties, but I'm not I'm not very good at, at fixing them up. So, um, but I have lots and lots and lots of clients who, um, especially with you know my name in the business, and they know that I specialize in REO. They um, they watch my website daily. They they offer on these properties. So I because I'm doing this stuff in advance. I also know what I'm getting ready to hit on the market with, so I can let them know like if this is in so-and-so's area, I can say, listen, I got a property over here. Do you want to go see it before we even go on the market? Which is nice for them. So then when it goes on the market, they're ready to go. And sometimes it's speed that gets you a property. Although that's not so true anymore because now they want five seasoning days on the market before they um, before they look at offers. They used to take them right away, but that was in 2008 when nobody wanted them. So, you know, now everybody wants them. And so they need to leave it out there and give people plenty of time. But the the nice thing for my clients, the ones that are working with me directly, is they at least know it's coming up. They can already look and get all their numbers together and be ready to go. So we're not beating the crowd, so to say. We're not fighting the crowd to go see it. They've already seen it. Interesting. So you almost have <clears throat> like two sides to your business, right? Or two categories of clients. One of them is like the banks, the ones that give you the, the listings. It's like, here you go, Libby, go and sell this for us. And the second side, it's like you have your pool of investors that are like, Libby, what do you got for us? Right. 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 So, and, and these, this, it's almost like a revolving door where you're this amazing liaison between the bank and the people. And you're like, you know, there's this saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's, True, that's yeah. almost like the, the way you're doing this too, right? I so call myself trying? the shit queen of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it, not me. I know. No, I know. I can own that. I can own that. So I, I, I love that. But when it, when it comes to your clients, do, like, do you have certain clients that prefer certain types of properties? They have certain MOs when it comes to you know investing in real estate. How do you know what they are or or what's the craziest ones you've seen or most consistent ones you've seen? The craziest one I've seen is um, there is a property. It was uh, 64 units, if I remember correctly. 
and it was a foreclosure. And I, um, I was assigned the listing. It was occupied with hundreds of Section 8 tenants. So the cool thing was most of the rents came from Section 8. But um, now, before we go any further, why is that a cool thing for anybody who doesn't know? Okay, because I didn't have to do anything except collect the check and it came in the mail and it was good. So whereas if you have a self-pay tenant, you got to chase them around and knock on their door and they don't always pay. The well, Section most- 8 money is coming in and I didn't have. And, and so with the majority of these tenants paying that way, it was awesome because the check just came in. I, I, I love it because I was just talking to another investor and he specializes in actually just buying like section eight neighborhoods. He goes, it's guaranteed it comes every month. It's either ran by the state or, you know, or, or, or the, or the city. And I know that when I go to cash it, I'm not going to get 64 bounces or whatever it yeah. is. It right. The first of every month, sometimes a yeah. little bit earlier. So yeah, but cool. it, there are some. I have some clients that specialize in that. I I actually work with the biggest Section Eight investor in Pittsburgh. So um, and they they are still buying properties even in this market. So anyways, um, so this property was on the market as a foreclosure, and I I had multiple offers, uh, many offers, and I put it under contract for I think one point three or one point four million, which was a stellar deal. Um, even even though it was a somewhat deferred maintenance. Well, somewhere along the way, um, somebody decided that they wanted to own that property. And so they filed a deed on that property saying that they owned okay. it. Interesting. Uh, it, very interesting. Um, he managed to work with the previous owner in a way, and I don't really understand it because all I know is all of a sudden, the bank didn't own it anymore. This guy did. So um, it took us about two years to finally get that all ironed out. We had to go to court numerous times. And in that two years, there were four buildings. And one of the buildings was completely burnt on the inside. And that these were all performing when I had them. And then the um, I think I had three tenants left in there. Now, mind you, once this guy got involved, I wasn't managing it. So, um, so then they finally got all the title issues straightened out on it and we ended up selling it for $200,000. Wow. Well, and what was the original? 1.3, 1.4, something like that. Somewhere in that price range. Yeah. So because and, and of- not to mention all the court cases and everything that the bank had to pay for to get the deed put back into their name, which they were entitled to from the, the beginning. So yeah, it was oh. it was just somebody pulling some real estate shit, and it it screwed everything up. One of the so, things that you've been talking about a lot, and this I've been I've been listening, learning because Libby, you're doing some shit that even I'm not that crazy <laughs> familiar with. Like I'm familiar <laughs> with selling a lot of property, but some of the stuff now I'm like Pete, Pete, we we kind of do different side of stuff. So he's like, yeah, I'm all in, like. This is my this is my realm. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I, I have a tendency to deal a lot more with our investor clients, yeah. and, and my our investor clients are also a little bit of an acquired taste where they're looking for very <laughs> specific types of things, and they all have their own candy they love. Yeah, yeah. They, you know so what they all want: low price, 
completely move in condition worth about 500,000 more than what they paid for it. Yeah. yeah which, I doesn't, it. Which, doesn't, which doesn't exist. Can I get Andrew doesn't have patience the way I do. I'm always like, Ooh, you gave me a challenge. I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to bring this baby home. And he goes, yeah. that's all you, bro. I'm done. Yeah. It's I'm impossible. Like, it happening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking out. You can do this. One, you can take this one. You can take it on the chin. Yeah, I mean, it's like, can I have the penthouse in Porsche Tower for 500 grand? It's like, no, it's 20 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, you fucking cannot. But yeah, it ain't thing- happening. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in gaining access to our course and coaching programs, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.